Bibles and turn to the book of Exodus, please. Exodus chapter 16. Exodus chapter 16. We're going to address the issue of a well-balanced diet. We all need a well-balanced diet. In the physical sense, more so in the spiritual sense. We have within Exodus chapter 16 a well-balanced diet. Let's read verse number 4, please, and then we will pray. Exodus chapter 16, verse number 4, it reads, Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. Let's bow for prayer. O oh God, we are grateful for the opportunity to spend time in your precious word. O oh God, as we have just sung, Lord, please revive us again, that we as your people might rejoice in thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. Amen. In our study of this chapter the other week, we focused on three main truths. We noted the fact that God will provide our needs. This is his promise. God will provide our needs. As it reads there in verse 4, I will rain bread from heaven for you. God will provide our needs. This is his promise. Secondly, we stress the fact that Jesus Christ is the bread of life sent down from heaven. In him, we will never hunger, never thirst. We spent some time there in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse number 35, where Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And last but not least, we also focused upon the fact that we need to feed on the bread of life. We need to feed on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ in the field of the precious word of God. God will provide our needs. Jesus Christ is the bread of life sent down from heaven. And you and I need to feed on the bread of life. We need to feed on Jesus Christ within the field of the scriptures. Go and gather Daily is the charge there in verse number four. Shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. We stress the importance of our daily quiet time. The importance of you and I spending time with God on a daily basis. So that we might grow in his likeness and so that we might be kept from looking back to the old life. See, this was Israel's problem. They were looking back. They've only been some 30 days out of Egypt and they're already looking back and coveting the old life. We must go and gather daily. In the scriptures, we have an endless and eternal reservoir of spiritual food. And as we look again within Exodus chapter 16, 
I'd like for us to note the kind of manner God does provide within the field of the Scriptures. And the benefits of what He provides. That spiritual food, if we will go and gather daily in our devotional time. Beloved, we need a well-balanced diet. In the physical sense, yes, but more so in the spiritual sense. Feeding off God's Word daily will provide you and I a well-balanced diet. Let's note some of the principles within this chapter. We note first and foremost that God's God's Word will set things in order will set things and will correct, in other words. Note there in verses 2 and 3, there were some corrections that needed to be made. Let's read again verses 2 and 3. The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, when we did eat bread to the full, For ye have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. I'd say you would agree with me that Israel was not thinking biblically. (laughs) They were not thinking biblically. They were not acting biblically. They murmured. They complained. They had a critical spirit. They lusted. They lusted after the old life. And also their thinking was distorted. They said to Moses, you've brought us out here to kill us. Nothing further from the truth. See, God's word will have an effect upon us if we will spend time daily in the word of God. If we will go and gather daily from the scriptures, God will correct wrong thinking. God will address wrong activity. The Apostle Paul said to Titus in Titus chapter 1 verse 5, set things in order, set things that are wanting. And beloved, you and I need to spend time in the Word of God because the Word of God is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for instruction, for reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. We need to spend time in the Word of God. We need to spend time with God in our quiet times and God will correct that which is not Christ-like. God will address that attitude. God will address that form of speech. God will address that action that needs to be addressed. See, God's Word is sufficient to correct, to set in order. The Bible teaches us that our hearts are desperately wicked. Do we really believe that? I don't think we really do. Desperately wicked. Your heart, my heart, is desperately wicked. You have the potential to commit 
the vilest sin imaginable. Just like that person this evening sitting in the pub. You have the same flesh. And beloved, you and I need to understand that it's only by the grace of God we are saved. And it's by the grace of God we are where we are at at this time. And you and I need correction. And as we spend time in the Word of God, God will set in order. I'm mindful of Matthew chapter 6, please, verse number 12. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 12. In our Lord's um, model prayer, outline how to pray comprehensively. Note verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What sin did you confess this morning in your quiet time? I'm sure for many of us we prayed, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. I have a need. Well, what sins did you confess this morning? I dare say for most of us we didn't attend to any personal confession. And yet we have it here. In our Lord's Example, this is the outline to follow when you pray. See, God's word is sufficient in that it will set in order things that are wanting. And the nation of Israel were not thinking right, they were not speaking right, and they certainly were not acting right. And when you and I spend time in the eternal word of God, God's Holy Spirit will use the precious word of God to address needs and address areas that need to be corrected because the word of God is a prophet. It's a prophet for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness to set in order. But secondly, I'd like for us to note this evening, not only will the word of God set in order, correct, that which needs to be corrected in your life and in my life. But i also like to note this evening that the Word of God is able to meet every specific need. Every specific need. Note there in verse number 4. Note the personal element here in verse number 4. Where God said, I will rain bread from heaven for you. That's very personal for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law, in my law or not. Look at verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. And Omer for every man according to the number of your persons Take ye every man for them which are in his tent. God's word will provide a well-balanced diet for you and I. In that it will set in order, correct that which needs to be corrected. But secondly, the word of God will provide specific needs. God made sure that every single person 
had a portion of manna to eat. God did not shortchange his people. He said, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. There'll be enough for everybody. What a gracious God. Enough for each day, for each person. Each day is a day of hunger and need. And God said, I will provide for every man. Praise God for his graciousness. God in his graciousness in knowing our needs will feed us exactly what we need for that day. Whether it be assurance, whether it be encouragement, whether it be wisdom or direction or courage, God will meet the needs of his people. God will meet specific needs of his people. God provided for each individual child of Israel. But they had to go and gather daily. That was the key. The issue wasn't with God. The issue was with God's people obeying him. And go and gathering and God promised, I will provide for you. See, God's word is a complete multivitamin. Every uh, bit of nutrient that you and I need is found within the pages of the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The word of God can meet every need, every spiritual need known to man. We don't need psychology. We don't need philosophy. We just need more of the sufficiency of the word of God. We just need to believe God's word is able. God's word has the answer to anger. God's word has the answer to a broken marriage. God's word has the answer to lust and depression and guilt and worry and all of these vile uh, mental illnesses that the world is, is, is struggling with. The word of God has the answers. The word of God is sufficient. The word of God has the everything that you and I need to live godly in Christ Jesus. And if we will spend time in the word of God, we will receive a multivitamin of goodness daily. Daily. I love Jacob's testimony there in Exodus chapter 48. Go to Exodus chapter 48. I read this the other day. I'm back in the book of Genesis. And um, I thought, wow, I've never seen this before. I've read this book a few times. And just such a beautiful testimony here of Jacob uh, before, Father Jacob before Joseph, where he said there in chapter 48, verse 15 it reads and he blessed Joseph and said this is his testimony before his before his son he said God God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk 
the God which fed me. The God that fed me all my life long unto this day. What a wonderful testimony. I read that and I just rested there for a while that morning. What a testimony. What a beautiful, humble testimony. The God of our fathers, Abraham, of Isaac, is my God, Joseph. And I can testify before you, Joseph, that he has fed me all my life long unto this day. See, God promises to provide specifically for his people. And if we go back to Exodus chapter 16, note then verse number 35. Exodus 16, 35, it reads, And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years, until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Wonderful. God provided manna for his people. For all that duration as they traveled through the wilderness, God promised and provided for his people. See, God's word is an eternal supply of manna that is accessible for the child of God, that is willing to go out and gather daily. See, God will provide specifically for your needs, for your needs and for my needs. How often I've been in the scriptures and I've had a pressing need and God Sufficient. God's word will set in order. God's word provides specifically for our needs. And thirdly, this evening, I'd like for us to be mindful that God's word is our surety. Is our surety. The word of God will provide for the future need. God works from and for eternity. If you go back to chapter 16, note then verse number 5, please. Verse number 5, it reads, And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. In God's promise to provide bread from heaven... He tells his people on day six, take note Israel, on day six, I will provide for day seven as well. I'll provide enough for day six, I'll provide enough for day seven. God promises to provide bread for the present, but from time to time he will provide in advance for a day of hunger that's forthcoming. That seventh day. See, God is our surety. He is our guarantor for the future. He knows what we will have need of on the seventh day. Not just day six, 
for day seven. And just like God provided a double portion day six, for day six and day seven, from time to time, if you will go and gather faithfully, you will find that God will provide for that day, for day six. But don't be surprised if God doesn't provide for day seven as well. He is our surety. This double provision might come in the form of a promise. A promise of some sort. Last night I read, the Lord is good to all. The Lord is good to all. I love to read some of the Psalms before I go to bed. Otherwise I can't sleep. The Lord is good to all. And God just ministered to my heart as I thought about the coming week and I thought about what I have just read that day, which I didn't really want to read, but I had to read. The Lord just said, my son, I'm good to all and you are included. And you are included. See, this double provision, this double provision might come in the form of a promise it might come in the form of a warning of a potential danger ahead. It might come in the form of a promise that God will provide a specific need. Proverbs 22.3, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. I read this verse once a month. On the 23rd of every month. And how often God has used this to warn me that there's evil ahead, my son. You better duck. You better be ready. See? Or Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. See, from time to time, the word of God will provide for day six and it will provide for day seven as well. God's word can set in order. God's word can provide a specific need. God's word is our surety. Provide for the current, provide for the future. But also the word of God is our staple diet. If you go back to Exodus chapter 16, we note here in verse number eight and then 12 to 14 that God provided quail at night meat in the evening and God provided bread for each morning note there in verse eight it reads and Moses said this shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat and in the morning bread to the full for that the Lord heareth your murmurings which you murmur against him and what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. 
But note there verses 12 to 14. And I heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoar frost of the ground. So we see here that God provided meat in the evening, bread in the morning. And beloved, because of our spiritual growth towards Christ-likeness, in God's plan we have a variety of truth. God has provided a staple diet for you and I. We have what we refer to as milk truth. In 1 Peter 2.2 it talks about as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. There is milk truth. Then there is meat truth. In Hebrews 5.14 it reads, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So within the pages of scripture we have milk truth. Within the pages of scripture we have meat truth. And then in summarizing the scriptures we have bread. Bread truth. Where Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yes, every word. Every word in the book of Genesis and every word in the book of Song of Solomon and every word in the book of Chronicles and Numbers, every word in the book of Revelation, we have within the pages of the word of God a staple diet. We have milk, we have meat, and we have bread. And beloved, you and I need to spend time in the word of God. We need to read the word of God from cover to cover because Herein is a multivitamin that will strengthen you and equip you and give you the milk, the meat, and the bread that you need to grow in a Christ-likeness. I charge you to read through the Bible at least once a year. At least. At least once a year. A staple diet. A part of every day should be the milk, the meat, the bread. Just like rice is to Asian culture, staple diet. Pasta is to the Italians. Potato is to the Englishman. And Vegemite is to the Australian. May God help us to see the blessed truth of the Word of God. The Word of God is our milk, our meat, and our bread. This is our staple diet. We need it. We need it. And God provided meat at night and bread each morning. But also note there in verse number 31, please, of Exodus chapter 16, that this manna was sweet 
There was a sweetness to it. In verse number 31 it reads, And the house of Israel called the name, and the house of Israel called the name thereof manna. And then a little bit of a description is given of this manna. It was like coriander seed, white. Okay? And the taste of it was like wafers, flat, made with honey, sweet. This manna was sweet, sweet. This manna from heaven wasn't tasteless, but it was full of sweetness. Like unto what? Of course, honey, honey. Go back to Psalm 19, please. Note this, Psalm 19. Psalm 19, verse 7 and following says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Let's read together verse 10 after 2. 1 and 2. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. The sweetness of this manna. The word of God is full of taste. Honey is not only good for you, it's full of sweetness. Can't be right with God unless you have honey from time to time. At least four to five times a day, uh, a week. My auntie believes in four to five times a day. 80-year-old auntie there in Sicily, Italy. Her theory is if you're not feeling well, take honey in the morning, take honey at noon, have, have honey in the evening, and the symptoms will go away. She's a fanatic, man. Honey is good for you. You need to have honey. We're in the flu season. You want to build up immunity? Take your honey. Okay? Too late. If you're already crook taking honey, too late. You can take it before... Okay, this is what I preach to the Bible college students. Four or five times a week. Honey, spoonful of honey. It'll do you good. Anyway. Honey's sweet. The word of God's likened to honey. Honey is not only good for you, it's full of sweetness. Sweetness. We all know that some nutritional foods are tasteless. <laughs> but thank God for honey. Sweet. It's sweet. God's word is good for you. It's good for me. It's full of taste. In Proverbs 24, 13, my son, eat thou honey. See, God tells you to eat honey. How can you be right with God and you don't have honey? Honestly. Eat thou honey. Because it is good. I told you. And the honeycomb, which is Sweet do they taste. And the Bible likens honey as sweetness in that it quickens. 
In 1 Samuel 14, 27, listen carefully, it reads, But Jonathan heard not when his father charged the people with the oath. Wherefore he put forth the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in an honeycomb and put his hand in his mouth and his eyes were enlightened. He was revived. See, the word of God is sweet. The word of God will revive you. As you and I spend time in the word of God, it is sweet to the point that it will quicken. It will make alive. We need daily revival, do we not? We need to be revived daily. And in your quiet time, you and I can be revived for the day before. God's sweet word is like honey that will Revive just like honey revived Jonathan, the word of God will revive you and I because it's all sufficient and it is sweet, it has the ability to quicken. I love Ezra 9 8 that reads, And now for a little space, grace hath been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant, a remnant to escape, and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. The word of God is sweet, not tasty. It's sweet. And in that sweetness, it will revive. Every now and again, you and I get a sugar fix, do we not? And we crave something sweet to quicken us. Well, here it is, the Word of God. And by spending time in God's Word daily, it will quicken us because it's sweet. It's sweet. And last but not least, if we go back to Exodus chapter 16, note there in verses 32 down to verse 34, please. Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded, fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. This miracle of the provision of manna in the wilderness made a deep impression on the nation of Israel. And we noted that last week, we stressed that fact. It was a miracle that was to be long remembered. And this is why we read there in John chapter 6 the other week how God's people recalled how God provided manna in the wilderness. God's people remembered because of this mandate, this mandate given to Moses to make a memorial of this provision. Moses instructed the Israelites to store a portion of this manna in a pot. And to keep it as a 
memorial, as a testimony. And we note that with the construction of the tabernacle and the furnishings, the pot of manna was kept in the Ark of the Covenant. Exodus 25, verses 16 and 21. And this was a testimony of God's provisions, causing God's people to remember and be strengthened in their faith that God will provide. Remember how he provided that manna in the wilderness. And beloved, as we read of the works of God throughout the pages of Scripture, these are memorials of how God has worked. And a reminder to you and I that God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And God can still work today. And this is why you and I need to spend time in the Word of God. We need to read Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and all the way through and read about these miracles and how God worked miraculously, how he gave the blind sight and how he helped the lame walk and he healed the crippled, he raised the dead, he parted the waters because God is an almighty God. God is a powerful God. And God did not want his people to ever lose sight of the fact that your God is a powerful God. And therefore they were to keep some manner and to remember that God provides. God is a miracle working God. And beloved, as you and I spend time in the word of God, we will read of how God works. And how God And as it reads there in Psalm 78, verse 7, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. In Job 37, 14, hearken unto this, O Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Beloved, God forbid, lest we forget the works of God. But he works, he works in a miraculous way. He worked in a miraculous way in time past, and he can still work in a miraculous way today. And as you and I spend time in the word of God, and we reflect on power of God and the workings of God, this will energize our faith to trust God to do great things in the future. O child of God, don't miss out on what God has for you within the nutritional pages of the Word of God. But you need to go and gather up to you it's up to me see in receiving the bread of life jesus christ the savior we are to walk in him and with him by feeding off the eternal word of god and as we go and gather daily from the pages of scripture we will find therein a well-balanced spiritual diet god will set in order correct we all need correcting God will meet 
specific need. Specific need. God is our surety, our guarantor. Our guarantor for what's coming up. God provides a staple diet. Milk, meat, bread. God's word is sweet. It revives. And God's word will strengthen our faith. We have within the pages of scripture a well-balanced diet. But it's up to you. We need to come up to the table and receive with thanksgiving God's word. God has it all prepared for you and I. It's here from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. But we need to go and gather today. The word of God is sufficient to meet your need, to meet my need. The word of God provides a well-balanced diet. And as God provided manna for God's for his people in the wilderness, we see within this provision a well-balanced diet. God corrected. God provided specifically. God gave them a surety that I'll provide for day six, but I'll also provide for day seven. God provided a staple diet. He provided meat. He provided bread. God provided sweetness in order to revive, and God wanted them to rem remember that their faith will be strengthened to trust God for the future. The word of God is all sufficient. May God help us to walk with God and spend, and spend time daily with God in the word and in prayer. This is that one thing, beloved, that is needful. And if you're too busy to walk with God, you are too busy. Get another job. Study something else. Move. Do what you need to do. And don't neglect your time with God. Because if you will neglect your time with God, you will become malnourished spiritually. And we have too many Christians today that are malnourished. And yet God has given us a multivitamin right here. But we, but we need to go and gather. How often? Daily. Not just Sundays. Daily. And all of God's people said, Amen. Let's bow for prayer.